Hi, this is County Executive Barry Glassman, and you're listening to Conduit Street Podcast, the official podcast of the Maryland Association of Counties. Hello and welcome to the Conduit Street Podcast. Kevin Canale here with my co-host, Mako's Executive Director, Michael Sanderson. Michael, how are you today? Doing fine. How are you? Doing very well. And we are very honored and privileged to have with us today Virginia White, Mako's Member Services Director and Conference Planner Extraordinaire. Thank you, Virginia, today for joining us. I know you're very busy planning the summer conference, but we're very happy to have you here today because we're going to talk about Mako Summer Conference by the numbers. Absolutely. And thank you for having me on today. I always love to talk about Summer Conference. So let's jump right in. Virginia, the Summer Conference is quickly approaching. We have a little inside joke around here in the office where you give us the number of business days remaining and everybody sort of jolts back. Freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> How many business days are remaining as we record here on Tuesday, July 23rd? So we have 15 business days mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. 14 and a half, if you want to be specific. Wow. <laughs> Which, you know, I do. She's so. very specific. So the, the summer conference is, of course, going to take place August 14th through the 17th at the Roland Powell Convention Center in Ocean City, Maryland. Michael and Virginia, you've been here a lot longer than I have. How many years have we been in Ocean City for the summer conference? 68. So uh, we had our first summer conference in, or our first summer conference in Ocean City, I should say, in 1951 wow. at the George Washington Hotel. Now, is the George Washington st- Hotel still around? Does anybody know? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think so. I'm going to so. put that on my list yeah, to check out when I get up, down man. there. Okay. So speaking of hotels, I mean, we know there are a lot of people that come into town for the Mako Summer Conference. What are we looking at in terms of hotels and, and how many room nights? I think this is a really interesting statistic. <laughs> the to, footprint of the conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so last time I was on, we talked about the Winter Conference and that's how, how that's all kind of in the same building, has a retreat like right. Beale. It's not that for Summer Conference. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all over Ocean City and it actually takes 27 hotels Ooh. and about 3,500 room nights. So that that's a ton of space all over Ocean City. It is, especially, you know, we're still in the tourist season down there, of course. So you have people down there on vacation at the beach and whatnot, and then you bring all this to town. It's certainly a big footprint. No doubt about it. I mean, Ocean City, you can tell, even even compared to other weeks during the summer and the peak beach season and so forth, you can tell the week of the Mako Conference is different. There's a little different energy with all the political people around, and that's different than the usual beachcombers. But it's also places are full. There's a lot of no vacancy sign outs, you know, sign that sort of thing. So it's, it's, it's a big show. They used to have a really interesting statistic. They used to use kind of wastewater numbers. They call it the flush count. All right. To, <laughs> the flush to, count. Right. Yeah. To to be able to tell how many folks are in town that week. They now have more sophisticated, you know, tourism metrics and statistics <laughs> and things like that. But uh, the number used to be it was about two or three thousand more people in town for the Mako conference than otherwise expected. So that's two or three thousand people over and above what we knew to be there by our registration and participation numbers. I think we're flush count kind of guys on this podcast. <laughs> I know. I like what the old think? school, you know, the, the the old salty dude who's been working there for 40 years. He says, well, I know there's one <laughs> week a year getting all the way down to that low water mark. That's the Mako folks. And then, then we can just put Michael in a hotel room and have him flush yeah. the toilet over <laughs> exactly. and over right. and over yeah, again for like four days. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. 
Okay, so let's talk about this year's theme, which is winds of change. Absolutely, yeah. We're we're absolutely talking about the kind of evolution of government service. So the way things are changing, with、mm-hmm. technology changing, and with you know the way that constituents want to both interact with their elected officials, but also access their government services、right. changing. That's really something we should be talking about, and that's what we're doing in Ocean City that week. So social media, the ability to access more online, the ability to reach out to your elected officials in different ways. That's that's a focus of this conference. Right and and like the the transforming nature of public employment. I mean, you know, people、mm-hmm. think of county governments in terms of services, but we're also employers, right? So so we're having a, a whole workshop talking about trying to make sure public employment is attractive to all different bands of employees,、uh, that sort of thing. We're talking about the evolving nature of the volunteer fire companies.、Right. That's a big deal, big deal to county governments in Maryland. So it's it's really soup to nuts. This this theme brought together a lot of interesting ideas.、Uh, we. We were we were overrun with suggestions. Yeah, and we'll get into some of that、yeah. now. And you know that theme. I think we can we can go off of that and say that this conference, Virginia, really will have something for everyone, somewhere for everyone, and someone for everyone. Let, <laughs> let's get、right. into that. I love that.、Yeah. So first of all, someone for everyone. Let's talk about the attendees. What kind of folks do we expect to come down to Ocean City for the summer conference? Yeah. So so we're really looking at. Everyone who's involved in local government in Maryland at all will be at this conference.、Right. So、uh, we kind of start with our membership, our county elected and appointed officials. Right now, we have 116 out of 153 registered, so that's yeah. 78. Percent. Yeah. I mean, so, that's so、strong. we'll have every jurisdiction is going to be in the、right. building. We'll、mm-hmm. have elected officials from every single county. We know that number is going to come up with people who shake loose their schedule at the last minute and so forth. So, I mean, every region, every county, and every level. Will Will be represented. We know all about that in Virginia. We know that a lot of our educational sessions, which we'll talk about, are hosted by our professional affiliate organizations. So we'll also have county professionals down there as well, and decision makers. Absolutely, yep. From like you said, from every area of county service, and then we'll also have legislators. We have the entire executive cabinet will be there. We'll have officials from different state departments. We'll have muni- municipal officials, commercial representatives, and nonprofit representatives. A lot of those are coming from our Thursday and Friday trade show. We end up having. About thirteen hundred actual attendees from all these different sectors. Right, and, I, and I'm I'm used to getting feedback. I mean, I'm sure we all have over the years from our own members. Who say, you know, if nothing else happened during the Mako conference, which it always does, but if nothing else, I ended up having five or six short conversations with. You know, I needed to talk to the Department of Transportation about this project that's been snagged, and the Department of the Environment had the right person there, and we got our wastewater issue sorted out. And then my state senator was there, and he needed to talk to her, and they just tick off all this stuff. They say it would have taken me six weeks to get all this stuff done, driving to Baltimore for this. And Annapolis for that, and so forth. The idea of hey, bring the whole show to Ocean City. Every county's there. Every agency is there. All these, you know, all these vendors that you work with are there. All the county professionals are there. It's it's a one stop shop for a lot of stuff that that isn't even in the program. And building on that, I think what's so great about it is you're not even you don't have to set up those meetings necessarily. You might be in line for coffee or for like an ice cream break,、sure. and there's the senator you need, or there's the secretary of transportation, somebody that you need to talk. To so those small short conversations all add up, and like you said, it's a one-stop shop. 
And so bringing the whole thing to one spot seems to work out really, really well. So Virginia, do you have any other interesting stats for us? Maybe the number of sponsors, speakers, press, and spouses? Yeah, sure. So so we mentioned vendors a, a second ago. And so that's our trade show, our Thursday and Friday trade show. And we have close to 250 booths there. And that's, I mean, anything, any service, any product you need, it's there. Right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, we have about 1,200 booth staff. We end up, you mentioned sponsors and speakers and, and the like. We have... You know, about 66 sponsors. We have 93 speakers. We have 92 guests. You know, it ends up. Hundreds of other people who are there on beyond just the roster of county people who who register to attend and, and, you know, so forth. So, So, yeah, it ends up being about 3,000 participants all there for a variety of reasons, but just to really focus on local government. And, and part of that is testament to, in Maryland, counties occupy such a wide lane of public services that for most people who live in Maryland, your your law enforcement is delivered by the county government. Uh, they pick up your trash, they plow your road, they, they run the park, you know, all those sorts of things. So people really feel a sense of attachment to county governments because we have these relatively big, broad, almost like regional governments consolidated in at the county level. uh, It's a really easy place. If you're in the business of, you know, if you're trying to sell athletic equipment to to school areas and so forth, like, okay, well go to the Mako conference because every single school system works through their county government and they're all going to be there. Right. Um, and like, you know, on down the line, you know, people who are people who do work with jails or they do engineering or consulting or accounting or all this kind of stuff. County government is where it's at in Maryland and the Mako conference brings them all together. Yeah. So really a great spot for the vendors to be. And, you know, like you said, everything from health insurance to sports lighting and everything in between, you're going to have right. everybody there, including I think what's the most important aspect that decision makers are going to be there. Yeah. Absolutely. And and. Everybody knows it too. I mean, we sell out this trade show in May. So, by the way, it routinely. is sold out. Is that, oh, is that oh right? yes, everything right. sold out. Everything, <laughs> everything sold out. We we've put booths in places. That, people people are like, can we get on the sidewalk? Can yeah. we, it's a no, we'll take no. it. We, we've got displays out on the front pavers. I mean, we're we're completely sold out. Absolutely. Okay, so something for everybody. Let's talk a little bit about our educational sessions, our workshops, if you will. So usually, Virginia, I know that we have a set number of slots for these educational sessions. And isn't it normally about 20 affiliate sessions and then three kind of bigger general sessions? But this year, like you said, you're setting up booths all over the place. You're looking for extra room. What did we end up with this year? For sure. So, you know, this this theme really seemed to resonate, which was great. I mean, we had the highest number of proposals I've ever seen. This will be my ninth summer conference with Mako. And it we had 74 wow. proposals for, like you said, it's normally about 28 slots. So this year we, we expanded as much as we could. We're at 37 sessions. And, you know, Wednesday especially is bursting at the seams. And I know we're going to get to that. But of our 37 sessions, 11 of those are electives for our Academy for Excellence in Local Governance that we do through the University of Maryland. Let's talk a little bit about that, Michael. You've seen this evolve over time. Talk a little bit about the Academy and why it's so important for local government in Maryland. A program like this, which is which is meant to inform and guide elected officials and decision makers and leaders within county government and 
and municipal government. This is an essential offering for an association like ours. It, it, in some ways, it builds the backbone to these conferences. And, and we know from experience that the sessions that are part of this event that'll be labeled as core sessions and, and elective sessions for people who participate in this academy. They're in a certificate program through the University of Maryland. There ends up being sort of a, a commencement style address, you know, and with, you know, right. session that they right. do every, every year or two, um, when people have finished the program. And that's and so growing forth. every year. Yeah. So, I mean, so, but we know, we, you know, we just went through a county election last fall. We know these sessions are going to be swamped this summer. So we've set them up, set them up in big rooms, but people are still amazed at the at the, you know, the the swath of people who will spend a beautiful day at the beach instead for hour after hour talking about nuts and bolts of government, but it's the right thing to do. So we offer it, they take it greedily, those seats will fill and and those rooms will be full with with people who are really engaged in this stuff. So hats off to the University of Maryland and the School of Public Policy who are our part partners in sort of shaping this offering. It's been a really big win-win. And so what kind of what kind of information will we see this year with the Academy? I saw conducting meetings. Is there anything else that they're going to focus on this year? There's two of the core sessions, things that you have to attend mm-hmm. to finish that certificate program. Uh, conducting effective meetings is a little bit about sort of the boring side of parliamentary procedure and that sort of thing. Nothing boring about parliamentary procedure. I'm actually, I'm actually, <laughs> what, what are you talking uh, about? Yeah, so, you know, okay, all right, so three, three, three certified, okay, nerds here, <laughs> that's fine, okay. You're, you're in a safe place. That's fine. Um, anyhow, but uh, not everybody is thrilled by the parliamentary procedure, but also also, like the the notion of how do you how do you manage a meeting when the people who want to come testify are getting angry with mm-hmm. the governing body mm-hmm. or they're getting loud and, and boisterous? How do you make sure that citizen input is maintained without disrupting your ability to conduct business? Right. I mean, there are right. things like that that are a little tougher than meets the eye. So mm-hmm. yeah, motions and seconds and subordinate clauses and things like that. That's fine, and we're going to talk through that. But also keep. Keeping everybody's voice heard without being overwhelming is a pretty big part of that, too. Uh, another session talking about the Public Information Act. You know, this is sunshine laws for your public documents and information, that sort of stuff. Really important stuff. Right? Uh, and it's important. And that's exactly the kind of thing that... If you're new to local government, you just ran and you won to be a county commissioner, this is going to be a new subject to you. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've had some time to think about it a little bit and your county attorney maybe has advised you on this piece or that. But understanding where you fit as a custodian of public records is it's part of your duty as an elected official. And that room will be full. Even if that topic sounds dry, uh, it is important. Absolutely. And, and, and the, the presentations are always effective. Very good. So the Academy is going to be a big hit, as it always is. In Virginia, you mentioned the Tech Expo earlier. I am really, really excited about it this year. This is something that has really taken off. And last year, I remember on Wednesday, there were something like 500 people uh, there already at the convention center for the Tech Expo. Let's talk about that. What is it and what are we going to see this year? Yeah, so so the Tech Expo, we started doing this a few years ago, and the Tech Expo is really... A one-day show, we're focusing on technology. And so we we have an expo of the different vendors who will be there. And so they're really giving us hands-on demos of different 
technological services. We have, you know, virtual HR solutions. We have cybersecurity, online library services, records management, a lot of financial planning tools this year, which Mm -hmm. I feel like is really Mm -hmm. forecasting for Mm -hmm. the difficult budget times that we have coming up. But we have this expo show that's running from 11 to 4 on Wednesday. We have 65 booths. Wow. So we started with, when we started doing this, 22 booths. And this has really taken off. People really see the value in just spending a day really focusing on technology. So alongside the expo, we also have some educational sessions. And this is where we're going to do some kind of deep dive stuff. We're going to be talking about NG911, which I know you guys talk about a fair bit on the podcast and 5G, and we're going to talk about drones, and we're going to talk about, you know, data security. So really right. a lot of strong content. And, on and those are all buzz terms, right? right? right. That, that, that's, that's just sort of hashtag, hashtag, exactly. hashtag, hashtag, right? Exactly. I mean, but this whole day is taken off that way. Mm-hmm. And we now, I mean, to our delight, we've got people who are, oh, I'm coming for the Wednesday thing and what else you got? Right. right. Where, I mean, that's the inverse of where we started, exactly. which was... You know, we've got an event that really starts on Thursday, but we'll put some odds and ends on Wednesday and there's a golf event and stuff. And, right. and yeah, you know, a lot of people were just sort of warm up day on Wednesday mm-hmm. or travel day on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, if you're traveling on Wednesday, you're missing the conference because some of the, some of the deepest and most interesting content is going to be on the day Wednesday. Yeah. And I mean, I'm excited for the next gen 911 session. I know we have a great panel there. Senator Cheryl Kagan, who's really led the charge here in Maryland to advance next gen 911 will be moderating that session. That'll be a packed room. But when I look at NextGen 911 drones, data security, 5G, and you look at the speakers who are who are set to speak in those sessions, mm-hmm. really top-notch folks across the board. And this is going to be even better than last year's Tech Expo, which blew me away. And so if you're not planning on being in town on Wednesday, you better change your schedule. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. Dial it up. So we're going to go ahead and take a break right there. When we come back, we'll look at a little bit more of the content you can expect after the Tech Expo, the rest of the conference. We'll also talk a little bit more about the exhibit hall and a couple more fun statistics, all that and more after the break. the Conduit Street Podcast. Kevin Canale back here with Michael Sanderson and Virginia White. Michael and Virginia, we've talked about Wednesday. We've gotten through Wednesday, the Tech Expo. We've talked about how many folks are going to be in town in Ocean City for the summer conference. Let's talk a little bit more about what folks can expect in terms of content, in terms of our educational workshops at this year's summer conference. Absolutely. So, you know, we kind of mentioned a little bit ago hashtags and, and you know, we're going to kind of continue that theme. We're talking about all of the hot topics, all the things that are changing and moving and everything in county government. So some of those things, we're talking about phase three whips, we're talking about synthetic turf, we're even talking affordable housing, foster care, and we're really diving into some opioid issues. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really love that we've been offering the last few years is an actual hands-on training in administering the lock zone. You know, that's important. And that room will be full. We offer it twice a conference Mm -hmm. and it'll be packed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot Zone CPR training, right? That that's right. something that is really critical for everybody to know. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed those training sessions, mm-hmm. and I plan on going back again this year just to get a refresher. I think, but you know, the opioid issues, obviously, that's 
not something that's going away across the state. That's affecting every jurisdiction. So focusing on that, I think, is is certainly going to pack these rooms. But you mentioned phase three WHIPs, TERP, foster care. Michael, right. everything across the board here is covered. Right. It's just it's just bubbling up all the things that counties are involved in. And we're we're a little unusual compared to some other our, sort of our sister associations in other states that represent counties, uh, we really heavily involve our county professionals in mm-hmm. building out the content for this conference and having them attend and participate and get something out of it. So we we think it adds tremendously to the value of this event to have you know, our environmental health workers um, who are going to be able to talk about environmental issues and how it affects public health, right. climate change, and why you might care from a public health health perspective. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good, timely content. That's interesting policy. It affects county governments. But that came to us from our county professionals uh, in one wing of the many chambers of county government. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So whether it's our budget staff or our HR directors or our park and rec staff and so forth, I mean, these are the folks who generate so many of these workshops and breakout sessions and, and so forth. And the the idea of, okay, this is important to you as a practitioner. Let's have a conversation that is at a level that everybody can access it. So that's fine. It was a good conversation with you all, you know, with, right. with all you know, with right. all the county engineers and you wanted to talk the mechanics of bridge construction. That's great. Now let's talk about what do we do about our structurally deficient bridges. Okay, great. That's a topic that everybody can sink their teeth into. Yeah, and I know we talk a lot about the Commission on Innovation and Excellence in Education, the Kerwin Commission <laughs> on this podcast. Well, we will have Britt Kerwin at the summer conference, and he is going to be a part of a special session on education and build Building off of what you just mentioned about our professional organizations, our budget and finance affiliate is going to host a great session just on what is down the road for counties. A perfect storm is brewing, not only with Kerwin, but we're looking at the potential for a recession. We're looking at OPEB and you know benefits down the line. So having folks in the room like Dr. Kerwin right. to hear it directly from him okay. is just is it, it's it's awesome. It's a big deal. Do you think? Do you think Britt Kerwin has become like Sigmund Freud, where when you talk about him now, you say Kerwin himself? It was like, you know, Freud himself said that. Right. It's like, we're going to yeah. have not just Kerwin-type people, we're going to have Britt Kerwin. Just Kerwin. Right? That's all you have to say, <laughs> right. Kerwin. Okay, so a lot of great sessions there. Virginia, we're also going to have some forums. Let's talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. So on Wednesday, we actually just added this, which which is kind of exciting. I mean, the announcement came out, I think during MML, that uh, the governor had hired John Evans as the new chief information security officer. Mm-hmm. So we added this on as a forum to really give everybody the chance to hear directly from him what the administration is you know, looking to do with cybersecurity and where they're looking to take the state. And that gives our county elected officials a chance to ask questions and really engage with him and kind of open up that door to make this a real partnership around moving forward with cybersecurity. I mean, we do an awful lot of sessions which are expository, right? We, you know, here's an hour, here's a topic. We're going to have two or three speakers and someone to keep the show running. And we have a pretty fair number of sessions that work really well in, in that setup. But having a few offerings that look and feel a little different, like here's the new person, let's poke sticks at him, ask our questions and find out what this new relationship is going to be like. Let's do it as a forum. Right. Right. Get it, get him at the front of the room with a microphone and go. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's going to be exactly the right way to do it. We could have had him for 10 minutes as one of multiple speakers on data security. Mm-hmm. That would have been okay. But this is the better way to deliver, I think. And, I'm, and we're glad to have him plugged in. And we'll also have Senator, U.S. Senator Ben Cardin. He'll host a forum as well, correct? Right. Yeah. So, so Senator Cardin has been joining us for several years now to kind of give that federal update. And so that's happening on Thursday. It'll be a town hall style forum. He's going to give us an update. Again, folks can kind of ask questions and really get in there and dive into more federal issues and the way that that's going to affect and us. And he's always great. He'll answer the questions. He'll have that interaction with, with anybody who wants to talk to him. So if you're interested in federal issues, if you have questions about what is going on in Washington or what is not going on in Washington, <laughs> uh, Senator Cardin will be there and he's always willing to interact. But that's always flattering for us, too, that you know our our senior senator comes to this conference and after doing this one time basically mm-hmm. said this is so valuable for me i mean i'm right. i mean it, it's great for us to have him at the conference as a presenter and someone who's leading the conversation but at the same time if he feels like he's getting useful feedback from all corners of the state mm-hmm. making one visit i mean that's we're participating and helping the democracy by giving him the feedback that's helpful when he's trying to represent Maryland's interests, you know, in the Senate. So that's, that's a good thing all the way around. I think. And, and Virginia, I'm sure every year you just copy and paste this form because I'm sure after he did <laughs> it one coming. time, he's, he's just like, like oh, yeah. me book me, book forever, me. Yeah. Right? Oh, coming, yep. Absolutely. I start talking to his staff about it in January. <laughs> <Right>. So. <laughs> Okay. And one more uh, big forum. Is that right? Right. Yep. So we have three total, you know, we're doing summer conference by the numbers here. So three, three total forums. Uh, The last one is our county elected officials forum breakfast and business meeting. So, so this is just open to our county elected officials. It's where we're actually going to tackle some association business. It's where we get into some parliamentary procedure here. And, (laughs) you know, we're going to look at, you know, our financial reports and minutes and things like that. We're going to hear some updates from our chapter organizations. Right. So our large county coalition, rural county coalition, women of Mako diversity caucus. We're going to hear some updates for for the entire membership there. Right. So so I mean this is this is a functioning association, and the membership drives some of our decision making. A fair amount of that happens at the winter conference, but we also convene the elected official, officials as an association at this meeting. So you know we serve them some some bacon and eggs. We talk through you know the issues of the day. You know the the. Barry Glassman, county executive from Harford County, is the MAKO president. Mm-hmm. He'll preside over that meeting and we'll cut through the business we need to, you know, to, to hear. That's not the biggest item on the agenda, but I mean, we are here to do some work too. Sure. But, and it also yeah. gets them in a room with each other. It gives them a chance to interact and, you know, share yeah. stories from back home, talk about the issues that are affecting everyone across the state. So that's always a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Yep. And Virginia, talk to us about Solutions Showcase Sessions. I love the alliteration. We are alliteration (laughs) people here at MAKO, but what's this all about and what is the kind of stuff that it's going to cover? Right. So this is something that, that we've been doing for a few years now, and it's, you know, our corporate partners, our sponsors. I think something really unique about MAKO is that our folks are really, really invested in what we're doing. They're really engaged in what's happening on the local government level. So they're not just supporting us with a check. They're right. supporting us with their, you know, experience mm-hmm. and their knowledge. These are real industry experts who are here to present us with different solutions, different best practices, things that have really worked. So the mm-hmm. Solution Showcase series, these are 30-minute presentations hosted by partners and sponsors. And these are not sales pitches. Like I said, these are case studies. These are, here's how it worked, you know, in Somerset County. Real here's world how it, examples. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So here's how you can apply this to your county. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, 
we're going to have Motorola talking about 5G. We have the Maryland Environmental Service talking about infrastructure. Google is doing a session on cloud computing. You know, things that anybody can apply, and you're hearing it from the experts. Right. And that's just another six hours of additional content, as if you needed more on your plate. (laughs) And Michael, I'm really interested. I think you mentioned a little early about volunteer firefighters. There Mm -hmm. are two big sessions that we're doing this year that focus on firefighters. Talk a little bit about that. And I think that's going to be one of the highlights of this conference. I I think so. This is is a topic that has been bubbling up for the last couple of years. MAKO, with our leadership and staff, we try and get out and meet with the county elected officials in each jurisdiction. We try and get out around the state over the course of the year. And sometimes we, we, that's sort of an ear to the ground for us. We're, we're sometimes, you know, giving updates on what happened in Annapolis or things that Mako is focused on, but we need to listen as well. And the, the difficulty many jurisdictions are having in recruiting and retaining people for their volunteer fire companies, keeping them appropriately equipped and trained right. and, and on that track um, is a bigger and bigger issue sort of each cycle of that. So we, we've worked with their association, with their leadership to try and put together back-to-back sessions to try and break this down, talk to some jurisdictions that are still trying to go all volunteer, some jurisdictions that are working with a hybrid of, okay, it's going to be paid EMS with volunteer fire companies, uh, different ways you can do the funding of their equipment mm-hmm. or different benefits that you can offer to make this an attractive, you know, additional thing for, for citizens to do and so forth. Uh, it's it's one of those things that the members are asking for it. And I think we'll have a lot of county people in the room taking notes, going up. Yeah, as, as the session breaks, they'll run up to the front of the room and right. say, all right, I need your card because I got to find out more about what you're doing up there in Carroll or in Harford or in Queen Anne's or wherever. I think it's going to be that kind of topic. So this will be a mix of uh, career and volunteer, right? We're going to have all the organizations in the room, everybody hammering out what's happening here, what's happening there. And sort of maybe there's a blend that if that's a middle ground that maybe your county could benefit from. And this is, again, something that every county is looking right. at and dealing with. And, and this is back to the winds of change, you know, the, if, if that's the theme for the conference, there are things that are changing, whether that's good or bad, whether you like them or not. And this is one of those that the, the environment isn't the same as it was 30 years ago for being able to, to respond quickly to, you know, neighborhood emergencies through a vi- all volunteer service. Mm-hmm. So where are we now and where are going to, where are we going to be in 10 or 15 years? This is, this is the right time to be talking about this stuff. Another one we won't go through the whole program. We could do that for hours and hours, but <laughs> I'm also, I think it's very relevant. We just talked about this last week, clean energy. Solar sprawl. We're going to do a big session there. That's ripped right out of the headlines, right, sure. Michael? And, and I mean, we do a mix of these things. A, a lot of the sessions we put together for the conference are meant to be let's exchange best practices. Our county, our county has threaded the needle, and we want to share what we're doing. Or you know, we all have this problem. Let's bring in some experts that give us some guidance. Um, another sort another variation on that theme, though, is okay, here's a policy challenge that everybody is talking about. And we've already set some some pretty aggressive goals for what Maryland wants to do. Uh, the governor has, has sort of said, let's look even further and let's be even more aggressive. So where do counties fit into that? Where does land use fit into that? All those things are important to county officials. So mm-hmm. as this debate happens in Annapolis, part of it should happen in August in Ocean City too. Absolutely, absolutely. And Virginia... 
We've talked a little bit about the exhibit hall, but you mentioned it is sold out. Again, a little bit about just the cost-saving products and services available there. I know you work very closely with the vendors who are going to be there. Why is it so essential for folks to make sure they make it to the exhibit hall during the conference? Yeah. So, I mean, really, like you mentioned earlier, it's just the one-stop shop for any cost-saving product or service. And we really hear from our attendees, you know, that, that this is extremely valuable to be able to stop by and see, you know, nationwide retirement solutions and, and talk about your, your, you know, retirement benefits mm-hmm. and then pop down a couple booths to, you know, Motorola and talk about telecommunication stuff and then go over to WGL Energy and talk to them about, you know, their greening services. Like these are all things that, you know, would take you hours and hours and days and days, you know, outside of this right. conference, but you right. can stop, you can make your stops here, get that all done in most of a day and really check those items off your list. And that is going to be on Thursday and Friday, right? The exhibit hall is open Thursday and Friday? Right. Thursday Thursday and Friday. We also have lunch in there in the exhibit halls both days. We also have a couple breaks happening in those uh, exhibit halls. So, you know, lots of time. I feel like we should we should do a contract with one of these outfits that does a time-lapse photography <laughs> and set up oh a camera gosh. for yeah, like the really whole great. multiple days because that place is a big empty warehouse looking room and over the course of one day they put up all the pipe and drape and the carpet and numbers and all that sort of stuff and everybody loads up and fills in and then it feels like a city it does I mean, it feels like walking in a downtown the busy times during that conference area it is crowded it's you know stop and chat with all these different people and you can mm-hmm. barely get down an aisle yeah, I can't make there's it so many aisle, people right. to talk to right Right. And then a few days later, it's like, tally-ho, we're out. Right. Right. And in addition to our commercial vendors, you know, we have almost all of the state departments there as Mm -hmm. well. So they're downstairs in our uh, Hall AB. Upstairs in our Bayfront Hall, we have all of our county booths. Mm. So all of them are represented there. And that's a good place to stop and talk with them about their different tourism, economic development efforts. You know, they all have different, you know, initiatives and things that they're, you know, looking to talk about. And then another fun thing that we've added, it's an interactive display area. So that's really kind of a hands-on, solely educational opportunity and we have booths there. Yeah, AT&T is going to be there with a you know virtual reality demonstration right. of what it is to text and drive right. and how quickly that can go wrong. Right. I mean, that's not necessarily local government, but that's just more relevant to everybody as individuals, Pretty you know, much, yeah. you know, which is a great thing to be getting into. So we have several vendors up there who are just going to be talking about, you know, different educational Offerings. And we've talked about the real ID and everybody needs to get this ID. MBA right. is going to be in the exhibit hall, right, with their mm-hmm. mobile bus. And you can actually go in there and do business during the conference with MBA. Is mm-hmm. that right? Too? I mean, that's an awesome, awesome feature, I think, right. at this conference. Okay. So, Virginia, we've gone through a ton of content. I know you have a couple other fun things to touch on. Let's talk about some of the featured events at this year's summer conference. First, the Taste of Maryland. Right. So Taste of Maryland reception. This event is great. This is upstairs in our county exhibit hall, and we have a two-hour reception. We'll have upwards of 800 people for this reception. Counties all bring tasting samples from different wineries, breweries, creameries, orchards, you know, different foods and beverages produced regionally. And this is a chance for everybody to taste those, get some cards, you know, make a day trip plan out to Garrett County. Mm -hmm. You know, so this is a, a really great way for us to support our county's 
and their agritourism efforts. So that's a big event Thursday, you know, late afternoon Thursday um, as sort of, I mean, this, this is something we hatched not all that long mm-hmm. ago because we felt like that was a good time to mm-hmm. have a close the day sort of event. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure when we, when we cooked up this idea, I mean, People have been doing Taste of Baltimore, Taste of Chicago, so and so forth. I mean, that's it's not a completely original concept, but but bringing in this this idea, I'm not sure we ever envisioned we'd be up to a thousand people marching in and out of this room and and coming away happy. I'm sure there is one group of folks not happy about this event, and that's probably the restaurants in Ocean City because nobody <laughs> needs to make dinner reservations after this event. I promise you, Absolutely there is a not. great great no, sampling. The, of the food. line to get into this reception it, it goes all the way down the the second floor foyer and there's this moment when the doors open it feels a little bit like the lion king where like the, you know it separates around simba on the right like it feels like that i like that so like that. which is just really great okay and then of course we have our crab feast this is a favorite for many and I mean, so you gotta do it right? you gotta do it right i think more than 840 people i'd have to guess oh, at the crab feast. oh oh for sure yeah it it's it's about 1,100, 1,200 people at, at the crab feast. So some fun numbers there. It takes 120 bushels of crabs. And how, so many, how many dozen crabs in a bushel? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. So there's seven dozen in a bushel, which, oh you know, God. if you're doing the math there, that's 840 dozen or just over 10,000 crabs. 10,000 crabs. That's good. 10,000 crabs. And those are all Maryland crabs. All Maryland, all out of the Chesapeake Bay. Yep. Okay. And then how about seasoning? What are we looking for? We have 10,000 crabs. <laughs> right. I, know you, I know you're a numbers person. You have a number right, for us right, on right. seasoning. Right, right, right. So we don't have a, a sponsorship from J.O. Crab Seasoning. So I, I hesitate, oh. I, hesitate to give them the cred here, but it's about 500 pounds of seasoning. <laughs> of, of J.O. Crab Seasoning, yeah. Okay, so J.O. Old Bay, if you're out there love, listening, love maybe you have an opportunity. Right. 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 <laughs> okay, those are just two of our featured events. So we have Taste of Maryland, the Crab Feast. In Virginia, we have three more big kind of featured events at Summer Conference. I don't want to leave those out. So let's let's talk about that quickly. Right. So we have the Governor's Cabinet Reception. So that's on Friday afternoon. And that's really an opportunity for everybody to kind of get in there and really meet face to face with the governor, with his entire cabinet, the lieutenant governor. They're all there. And it's really a good hour of just face to face meet and greet, mm-hmm. you know, and and talk about some issues. And we, we open up on Wednesday, we open up on Wednesday with the Tech Expo, but then Thursday, we sort of have a formal kickoff for the whole conference with a welcoming session and I mean, it's it's sort of a keynote, but hit the ground running address. Right. So we always bring in a speaker who's going to be on theme, someone who understands what local governments are about and why the people are at this conference. Uh, that has gone over well, too. So so we'll sort of rev the engines a little bit on Thursday morning with a welcoming session. Then we open the gates to the to the exhibit area and sort of let the hordes into there. So it's, you know, we have a lot of those Lion King scenarios around. <laughs> right. I like it. I like right. It. Yeah, we cap Thursday off with the Taste of Maryland <laughs> Friday, we come in, you know, we have our, we have another general session in the morning. We go through our sessions in the afternoon. We have the governor's cabinet reception. We close Friday with the crab feast. Then Saturday, we have, uh, you know, we're going to have our firefighter sessions on right, Saturday. We right. also have you know, other content on Saturday, then right. wrap with the governor. Yep. We wrap right. with the governor who is confirmed. So he will be there. And that's it. So the governor's closing address, that's turned into, Michael, a big event. There's a lot of people in the room. And, and typically what goes on there? What does the governor talk about? Well, I think, I mean, it's 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 up to each governor what 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 he wants to speak about. But 
the timing is right for for Marilyn to sort of turn the page on the year we're done with and look ahead to the next year. Right. So, you know, some of us think in terms of the legislative session, January through April, but it involves passing a budget that becomes effective on July 1. Some of the legislation from the, from that cycle is, is effective on the 1st of July. So you get to July and it's sort of like you take a breath, you've closed the book, and now you're gearing up for the next round of the same. Reset. So, you know, so so internally, Mako's in the midst of going through our process, thinking of policy for next year. The governor and his leadership team are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So this is a venue when suddenly you've got policy people, you've got the counties who implement most of policy in Maryland are in the room already. The media is going to be here. The middle of April is a, or excuse me, the middle of August mm-hmm. is a perfect time for the governor to say, you know what? This is job one for next year right. and lay it out. And we've seen governors year after year use the Mako conference to talk about a topic. Sometimes it's a county issue. Sometimes it's just whatever is top in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a good venue to sort of, all right, set the table for the next go round. Uh, the governor's had a really good working relationship with counties. Uh, there's no reason to expect that to be anything but positive. So he's going to come and talk about th- places where we're working together, right. but may also say, and now the next steps are going to include some new stuff. Exactly. So you don't want to miss it. You have to be there on Wednesday. You have to stay through Saturday. That's the bottom line. I think this is really turned into that kind of conference with right. content from Wednesday all the way to Saturday. Can't miss stuff. Virginia, when is the registration deadline for the conference and uh, how do people sign up, register? Right. How do they get more information? Yep. So our next deadline is this Friday. So July 26th. So that's your last chance to get our current best rates. Price goes up after that. So you definitely want to register by Friday. We do still have a couple of hotel blocks open. Some of the others have sold out or expired. All of that's on our website, which is just mdcounties.org. And, you know, just one last kind of number situation. We do a six-week countdown email for the conference. This is a really great way for us to get updates about the conference out to anybody who's interested. So we'll be on week three of that Mm -hmm. tomorrow. So if you're not already signed up for that, please get a hold of me. My email is just vwhite at mdcounties.org. Happy to sign you up for that. And then also kind of a shameless plug for sponsorships. But if you've heard something you like and you want to be a part of it, get your name on a part of this event. Also get a hold of me. Happy to get you in the poll. Absolutely. And that email countdown is great, too, because it's pulling a lot of stuff from the Conduit Street blog that is relevant to the conference. So a lot of news stories, a lot of information about the actual sessions there. So, yeah, if you're not subscribed, I don't know what you're doing, but I love getting it personally because I go back and read all those articles that I missed, maybe. And Mm -hmm. it's just it's a great way to promote the conference. But I think the, I mean, the big wrap up here with the conference, and this is I mean, this is our brand for the conferences. There's something for everybody. And, you know, we started with this. There's some place and someone and something for everybody who comes. But whether you're just interested in policy or if you're interested in politics, uh, if you're trying to learn a best practice from another jurisdiction, if you just want to save money on something that you're spending taxpayer money on now, right. if you just like Maryland crabs or you want to see the governor or you want to meet the new Speaker of the House, it's all at the Mako Conference. Absolutely. You've got to be there. All right. I think that'll do it. I think we've done a really good job explaining why you need to get down there. If you still have questions, again, you can reach out to Mako directly, vwhite at mdcounties.org for any conference information. But we'll go ahead and leave it there. 
As always, if you enjoy the podcast, please give us a like, subscribe. It really helps to get our message out. We will see you down in Ocean City for the conference. But for now, for Michael Sanderson and Virginia White, Kevin Canale signing off, and we will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.